All right, guys, not going to lie. Every time I think about this title, I think of, have both of you guys seen Bee and Puppycat? I I saw, like, an episode. I watched it over when I was off of work a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so I I remember watching... I watched like the shorts back when those first came out a couple of years ago, and I just remember there's like a one point where B is like like attacking a monster and she's using a sword and she's like waving it around wrong and Puppy Cat's like use the sword as a sword and that's definitely what I think. Oh, I might remember that. <laughs> <laughs> of course, sounding like you know like the Vocaloid like synthesizer it is. So. <laughs> so that's definitely what I think of every time I see like this type of I think use the sword. As a sword. <laughs> You should you should mention that. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm sure Corey's gonna include this as like the um the cold open or something. I always have to find something funny or inane. Welcome back to Mugging Your Ears. Uh, my name is Corey. Helen and April are with me. Hi, everybody. We were literally just talking about, like, how do we introduce ourselves at the beginning? And I was like, oh, I got this. I got to do this every time. Or I do this every time I talk to you about guests. Now I was like, what do I say again? But here we are. <laughs> okay, so our older manga this time around is going to be When a Cat Faces West. And our newer manga is going to be Reincarnated as a Sword. Which, is this another one that has a manga or an anime coming out? Yes. Yep, one coming out in October, which is why I think I I suggested it. Also, mm-hmm. there's just so many like weird like reincarnated as an inanimate object isekai that figured we should like do one of them at some point. Yeah, I suppose. Um, you're the, you're the isekai person that I know, the only one that I know. So I lean on you for everything. <laughs> what Corey is meaning to say is. Helen will try out anything if it catches her interest long enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will at least give it a shot. <laughs> but we're going to talk about that one later. First, we're going to talk about from the creator of Mushishi, which for some reason is a tagline that Kodansha is not using to advertise this series. And I only realized this when I was updating the panel that Corey and I were going to do at Otakon, and I was trying to find if there are like any pictures of the Mushishi manga. And I was like, wait a minute, what do you mean she has another series that's currently <laughs> being published in the U.S. right now? It's already <laughs> published, like fully published in the U.S. Yeah. Um, so, When a Cat Faces West. It's about these two characters. Uh, as with Mushishi, a, a pretty small cast of characters here. The main character here is, uh, well, the co-main characters, I would say. Kshima Kongo, 35-year-old woman, who is stuck in the body of a 12-year-old, thanks to Flo. And Flo is your Mushi of this series, uh, if you're familiar with Mushishi at all, uh, but it's just a fog-like thing that comes in, changes something about um, the area, and then uh, nopes back out of the world. Uh, in the first chapter, I believe, um, I believe it was the first chapter, it changes a three-way intersection into a seven-way intersection, uh, seven of several of which just become dead ends. Um, aforementioned Shima turns from a 35-year-old to a 12-year-old. There's also instance of um, of exchanging uh, an entire house to a forest from several hundred years ago, or you know even just 50 years ago, and the whole manga is about um, the main character who I meant to mention and I didn't, and now I'm looking for it. Uh, his name is Hirota, uh, and his adventures trying to figure out what uh, what flow is and what 
what he can do to try to solve it. And alongside him is Shacho, who is Japanese for CEO, or that type of thing. At least that's what the translation said. Uh, and Shacho is a cat, and cats are just drawing to flow. Um, the, the thing we didn't mention is that this is a, a cat manga, or a cat manga episode. So uh, I really like this series. I like, uh, I think I tweeted, I like the just the vibe of Urushibara manga. Um, and this, if you like Mushishi, I think you're going to like this. It's the same kind of... Uh, fantasy, science fiction, no, it's not science fiction at all, it's fantasy, um, intrigue, uh, and one-off stories that you can get invested in these characters and just see what they do in any type of weird scenario, when you two think. Uh, you forgot one thing about Flow, which is that it always does, like, undo itself at some point, but it's kind mm. of a matter of when is it going to, so, like, she's going to get her body back at some point. Point, but who knows if that will be anytime soon, in a few decades, or what? And so, kind of what they're trying to do with these flow issues is trying to like resolve whatever caused it and make it go back to normal sooner rather than later. Yep. And some of these so, flows like, are very mildly mystery, but not really a mystery. Yeah. Yeah. And some of these flows are man-made, uh, as in someone had a thought about something. So in this, in the first chapter, spoilers for the first chapter. Um, there's a kid who is filling out his, like, high school, what are you going to do with the rest of your life thing that Japanese kids have to do for some reason. Uh, and he's like, well, I have these seven ideas, so that's why I split into a, a seven-way thing, and he just has to resolve uh, that what, what he wants to do with his life at this time. Um, and whatever that resolution is, as long as it turns back to normal, he doesn't care. Uh, but yeah, some of them are naturally made, uh, like the Chima's one, was a natural flow, so you just kind of have to wait it out. I gotta say, I would be so anxious if I was in a world where I knew that, like, one wrong thought could just fuck up the world around me. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very good point that I hadn't considered. Yeah. Um, I feel like I, I feel like I start off uh, my reviews of, of our manga all, always the same, but I really liked this one. I, I hadn't heard of this one at all, and I, I didn't realize that it was by the same person that did Mushishi until I don't know, probably the end of the first volume. I've only read the first one so far. Um, but reading this one, it was kind of like, yeah, this is the type of stuff that I like to read. So it was kind of like slice of life, fantasy, there was a cat, there was like, I feel like satisfa- satisfactorily resolved mysteries in, in every chapter. I just really enjoyed it. I kind of regret not reading all three of them because I really did enjoy the series. I think that this is the type of um, manga I tend to enjoy. And in the first volume, I think the story that I liked the best was the story about where all of the corners in like this particular area of town become rounded. I just really liked that story. I liked seeing like all the different. Um, there are a lot of different like small images of things that have become that have that have rounded corners now and how that affects how people go about day-to-day stuff. But I really enjoy this. I just thought the flow was, like, interesting. I feel like it could get it could get stale really fast, but in this first volume, it didn't. And it reminds me of other series I like, like um, there was Livingstone a few years ago. Um, and what is the other one? The Corpse Delivery Service one that's from several years ago from Dark Horse. Just that sort of episodic. Oh, they got a new volume of that one, FYI. Did they really? Like, oh, I, yeah. I just love that series. I've read quite a few volumes of that, but not all of them. And I kind of just like that uh, we work at an agency and we have random adventures. We focus on the same. I just like like that a lot. So I really, really enjoyed this one a bunch, even in the first volume that I read. Yeah. What about you, Helen? Uh, I also liked it. 
Like, I'd initially been interested in it because it has the word cat in the title and it doesn't seem to be terrible. I'll totally give this a <laughs> shot. I'll totally read a review copy of this. And like I said, it was when I was updating the Otakon panel Corey and I were going to give. And I discovered it was from the Mushishi creator. And I was like, why was nobody mentioning this? I definitely would have been even more interested in this earlier. This is definitely, I would say, less spooky than Mushishi, which wasn't specifically a horror series but usually when you're dealing with you know unseen entities and their effects on the human body it can go horror kind of fast but this was just much more laid back in a way i guess like there's um one chapter where uh someone's daughter has gone missing they discover that she's gone inside of a mirror and there's just all of these alternate realities inside some <laughs> mirrors but it's not creepy at all it's just kind of funny especially since the characters figure out okay the best way we're going to find a look for her is to look for our own alternate versions in the mirror and explain the flow situation to them and it actually <laughs> works it just kind of turns not quite comical but it definitely is more humorous than scary there um I also only read the first volume. I'm definitely interested in reading volumes two and three. Uh, Corey said he's read two, and he tells us that volume two is not very different from volume one, so we're expecting volume three to be much the same as well. Yeah. But it's nice and just, um, I feel like in some ways this is kind of what I imagine anime manga to be, since I read a lot of stories like this when I was first getting into it. Things that were, you know, supernatural, but not high stakes. Like, um, Natsumi Yujin Cho was like one of the first series I really, um, I think, might been one of the first things I kept up with, like, uh, simulcast-wise. And so it's definitely in that sort of vein of things. Yeah, and it's our intent to, to have one of us read this com- the completed series. Um, it was my intent for me to read the completed series, but uh, they don't have Volume 3 on Apple Books for some reason, and I bought the other two on Apple Books, so, like, I am... Are you sure that Volume 3's come out by this point? According to Wikipedia here, it says July 19th, 2022. Okay, well, here's the thing. Kodansha, just like everyone else, has been pushing stuff back like crazy this year, so you might have to mm. like, actually check and see if it didn't get pushed back. Yeah, true. Okay, I'm, I am looking at the Kindle version now. It says July 19, 2022 as well, and it is available for purchase on Kindle. But I'm okay. just revolting at the, the idea of having it on two <laughs> separate <laughs> platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can read Volume 3, but I did read Volume 2. Um, and yeah, as Helen said, pretty much the same in Volume 2 as Volume 1. Uh, if you are interested, and I don't think this is a huge spoiler, Juma returns to her uh, somewhat adult form. She returns to about a 20-year-old, um, but that reverts quickly after that. So uh, what Hiroto came away with after that is like, uh, yeah, this is a pretty powerful flow, and I don't know. You're just going to have to stick it out. I didn't think she looked like a... Like, I, I didn't notice that about her until they said it to me. I don't know. She looked like a 35-year-old lady to me, so I, it didn't really register to me that she was particularly young-looking. So, yeah. yeah. It's like, with the way she styles her hair, it's definitely not like the way a 12-year-old would. It definitely feels like the way... <laughs> yeah. And you know she acts like that age. And it's kind of funny, like, in story, she's like, so you never had any questions why the agency sent someone to you who's a 12-year-old? And he's like, look, if they sent, sent you to me, I trust their judgment. I figured you'd be a good fit. And hey, you were working out fine. So I had no reason to even consider this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you should have at least thought this dude. <laughs> but that tells you how laid back the series is. Oh, yeah. We did mention the fact that they have a cat specifically because cats are good at, like, detecting flow even if they don't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. There's, like, at least one chapter where the cat just kind of goes missing because he's found, like, his own little, like, flow area. And they're like, need to come back. Yeah. And when the cat, <laughs> like... When the cat glomps on to a particular character, you know that this character is probably the person causing the flow because they they have this a lot of flow energy, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't explain too much, just like Mushishi and the Mushi, but 
uh, you get enough that you can follow the storylines. I mean, cats are kind of unknowable to start with, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's like, your cat can sense magical things? Great. The cat's already staring at ghosts. Like, I, I can buy into this. Yep. And as the mangaka uh, says, this is not a cat manga. It's about scenery. We can call it a cat manga if we want. <laughs> Death of the author. Um, but any other thoughts on When a Cat Faces West, or should we take a break and talk about the next one? Is this one digital only? I got the sense that it was, and I kind of wish it was in print, too, just so I could have it. I really enjoyed it that much. Yeah, this one is digital only, unfortunately. Um, if mm. Volume 3 ever comes up on Apple Books, I'll buy it. But if it ever comes up on print, <laughs> I will I will also buy all three of them again. Uh, I did like it a lot, and I, I'm a fan of the Mishishi manga as well. Um, I've only read a couple volumes of it, but I've watched all the anime. Um, have you all read the Mishishi manga? Now I'm off on a tangent. Didn't we read Part the whole thing for the podcast at one point? Yeah, did I we? think we did read it for the podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost positive we did, because I can almost picture that post on the website. But I didn't read all of it, but I'm pretty sure that we have. Oh, yes, we got So we talked about Mushiji back in April of 2019, <laughs> along with Lang and the Lustrous. Uh, I did not read it all at the that time. pre-pandemic times. Yeah. Before the plague. Yeah. I'm actually quoted, I think, on the Mushiji Wikipedia page for some reason. I don't know who updates those, like, ring of people, obviously, but... I appreciate you liking whatever I wrote about it. Yeah, I've definitely been quoted on a couple of Wikipedia pages for reviews, and it's always like, that wasn't even, like, my best line, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, uh, this is a recommendation from the three of us if you enjoy sort of slice-of-life, quiet stories of strange supernatural happenings. Yep. You know, there are stakes, but they're not so tense that you're going to be, like, all wound up if you read it before bed or something like that. Right. All right. Well, with that, let's take a short break, and then we'll be back to talk about reincarnated as a sword. Welcome back, y'all, and we are diving into weirder isekai, but also kind of boring isekai, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Reincarnated as a Sword is the manga adaptation of uh, a light novel. The light novel was written by Yu Tanaka and illustrated by Leo. Uh, this manga has been illustrated by uh, da, 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 uh, Tomowo Maruyama, which is a pen name. If I have seen one, I've just seen a lot of weird pen names over the past couple of days. Uh, the basic premise of this is that you've got a guy in Japan, he dies after getting hit by a truck, I think, you know, kind of classic, and ends up in the next life as a sword, as you do. Um, I have definitely heard of other instances of people getting reincarnated to strain objects, like that are reincarnated as a vending machine. Uh, Jane Alva Club just picked up something where someone's reincarnated as an apple. Just, um... <laughs> Oh, yeah, the premise for that one is that he's supposed to be reincarnated by whatever killed him, so he thinks he's going to be a truck at first, but no, it was a truck carrying a load of apples, so he is instead an apple, <laughs> apparently. Oh, you can't surprise me like that, Helen. I'll be cracking up through the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Goal achieved. Uh, but in this case, we have um, our not-actual protagonist, who's been reincarnated as a sword, uh, at this point, having read one manga volume and not having read the light novel, and the anime's not out yet, I would actually say that um, our actual lead is the female cat girl Fran who was um, she and her parents had gone adventuring 
our parents had died, and so she was captured and enslaved. And thanks to this cool new magical sword that she has found in the forest, um, she has been freed from her slavery by, like, literally cutting down her enslavers, chopping up the contract, you know, slicing off the manacles, like, in a very literal sense there. And now the two of them are adventuring, trying to figure out, you know, maybe finding a way for her to get back to her um, clan, you know, trying to figure out if she can evolve the way other beast people can do. So it seems like it's going to be a pretty mm, stock adventure story. And I just found that a little boring for some reason. I also found it rather weird that the dude is like, I don't have a name. And so she's just calling him master. And it's like, dude, you had a name in your previous life. You could have just used that again if you really needed a sword name or something. And and, and the sword is also incredibly overpowered, as is common in a lot of isekai <laughs> stories. He's Before he meets up a friend, he's actually been like, zooming around killing monsters for a while you know and discovering he can level up skills because this is also one of those isekai where everyone has like some sort of like video game status menu where you can check levels and abilities and stuff like that um so we now have one small cat girl and one um comically overpowered sword and together they fight monsters not crime not so not so far at least could come in the future yeah we'll see uh, they just joined a guild so maybe they the guild is crime fighting who knows I don't know, the Adventurer's Guild isn't usually crime-fighting, unless it's, like, bandits. And even then, it's not judicial. But, um, but anyway, uh, I don't know, I just found this one a little bit more boring than I expected. And it sounds like you guys were, um, in the same boat. Mm. Well, first off, I really enjoyed your description of it. I'm like, wow, that, like, I almost enjoyed it more than the manga itself. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Listen, I, I, I try very hard to be good in my descriptions. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if I found boring. It's just like while I was reading, I was thinking like I could see how someone other than me would really, really like this. And it's not that I didn't like it. It's just like I don't think this is for me. Like it just didn't really catch on with me. I thought the sword itself, it's I thought the sword was funny. Like I don't know the dialogue of the head by itself. I thought was funny, but it just I don't know. I don't feel compelled to read another volume. I mean, I may. You also, there's the anime coming out for this one, right? Yeah, yeah, in like two weeks or something at this point. Because I think I would, coming up I think I would watch like an episode or two just to see where it goes. It, it, I don't know. I'm on the fence about this one. It was like somewhat entertaining, but I'm like, do I want to read another volume? I'm not sure. So I'm still kind of in the middle about it. What about you, Cor? Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the same page as you and Helen. Um, I don't really need to read more of this. Like I, I wouldn't say I did not enjoy what was uh what i read on this one it's just like there are better things to enjoy so why would i spend my time on this one in particular um <laughs> but yeah i, I mean i already have the better talking swords series like um um there's that loot and thunderbolt fantasy that can also turn mm. into a sword right i'm remembering that he can also turn into a sword he is much more entertaining than this guy <laughs> i need to catch up on, on thunderbolt fantasy <laughs> This is a character from, like, the second season, and we are, like, three-plus seasons in at this point, where you are very behind. Yeah, I've only watched the first one. Corey, <laughs> you gotta watch the murder puppets. I do, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll watch a couple episodes, maybe, just to see where it goes. Like, I wouldn't say I'm invested in this, but I'm curious enough to see what happens. Um, if this ends up something like... Oh no, what was it called? The light novel that we read the first time? Uh... Sexiled. Sexiled, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is definitely not on the same level of funny as Sexiled. <laughs> no, but if it's like that level of party dynamics where she is um, underestimating and then overworked uh, in some respects, then yeah, maybe maybe that could be entertaining. But as it is now, like you had that whole chapter, like I don't, 
I'm also a sidebar now. I'm tired of anime <laughs> and light novels and whatever else uh, just using slavery as like a uh, a crutch to say these people are bad. Um, yeah, I'd forgotten about that detail until I started reading. I was like, shit, I should have given people a heads up about this one because that, that is the play thing to do these days. <laughs> yeah, I think you actually did before we uh, talked about it. What, reading this one. So. Yeah, I think I remember. Okay, because I do not remember doing that, and yeah. I'd forgotten <laughs> that is the basic premise. But thankfully, oh. it is not like there's far worse slavery <laughs> in um in, in manga. I'm sad to say, at least this is not you know <laughs> generic light novel protagonist being like I'm going to like just have a slave harem. But someone made a post about that on Twitter, and I like reshared it. And I was getting like thousands of likes and stuff like that. And eventually, <laughs> I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to delete this whole ass post. <laughs> <laughs> I left it up for a few days, and I was like, you know what? We're done. <laughs> it's just such a prevalent trend these days. It's definitely not in all isekai, since, like Corey said at the start, I read isekai these days. But, you know, it's just... It does work in this particular case, but I do feel like it's usually just a very lazy storytelling trip at this point. A very lazy setup. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's getting a lot more attention, too, with, like, Game of Thrones or whatever it's called, House of Dragon. I don't know. I don't watch that. But um, the larger press... Or, the larger pop culture press, I should say, compared to the anime, is criticizing that one as well, because it's just like, not everywhere that is a medieval or fantasy land needs to have slavery as a thing. Uh, misogyny, and they're all like, it's historically accurate, and it's like, excuse yeah. you, Westeros was never a real country. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever, men. It's funny, because I thought that I would be like the one person that was like, oh, this one's okay, and I'm surprised to hear that you all thought it was like, eh. So. Yeah, I mean, we don't usually pick manga that at least one of us doesn't like, because one of us usually suggests it, but this just happens to be pressing anime coming up, so we're like, oh yeah, let's try it out. Let's be the, the trendsetters. Um, and here we are, suddenly dragons. <laughs> yeah, like, the thing is, is that I'm just really behind on anime I want to watch these days, and I looked at the official website for this, and all the characters have very boring outfits, so between the fact that I'm not super interested in the story and the outfits aren't super cute, I probably will not be spending time watching the anime. I will probably find something else to occupy my time. Yeah. Listen, this is a very important thing. You know, I, I will definitely try out some crap if it has cute outfits. Usually mm. I'll end up not being interested in it anyway, but it, it will definitely be an allure at times. Now you have to um, link that website in the show notes and tell people to uh, ask people to let us know if they like the outfits. We'll yeah. get a lot, we'll get engagement that way. Would you cosplay this? Oh, it's just the official anime website, but yeah, I can put a link in for that. Oh gosh, yeah, listen, I, think... I just cosplay a lot, and so I have like cute outfits on the mind a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, I think there is like. I, I was kind of interested in the hook near the end of the first volume where it's like, oh, yeah, so this person uh, went out adventuring and died, but uh, I don't know if that's just, like, a contrivance so they can say, yeah, of course we had this armor that was vaguely your size because he also put an enchantment on it so it could <laughs> uh, resize slightly, uh, or whether that's actually going to be a story hook for something else, so who knows. I doubt it's going to story hook something else. Like, the fact that he's already... That this blacksmith who's supplying Fran with some armor has realized that she's got a talking sword, that I think will be a hook. Yeah, but the fact that he true. was, you know, making something for another client who died, I think that's just going to be background. I think that's just supposed to be setting for, look how dangerous this world is, you know. Mm. People can definitely die if they are killed here. Unlike some other fantasy stories which follow the, um, uh, oh, even if you die, you can just be revived sort of setting. Which yeah. does work well sometimes. I can I can think of it a few times where that's been used comedically and very serious that I will mention after this podcast because they're not relevant right now. But um, but yeah, I, th I think that was just more intended to be like 
flavor text than something else. Okay. I'm not sure if I buy the is dangerous if they die thing, though, because the sword was demonstrated in the first part of this to just roll through this entire surrounding area. Well, I mean, we could also, you know, be working, you know, with, you know, monsters will die if they are killed, but humans won't necessarily die if they are killed, or, you know, intelligent mm. species. Well, maybe Fran will come back as a knife in the human world. <laughs> reverse Isekai. Yeah. <laughs> that time I got reverse Isekai as a knife. Yeah. <laughs> It'll just be, it'll be like a food manga, just about her slicing different. Yeah, yeah. And separate, separate question, Helen. Are all isekai, like, this horny? Is everyone that's reincarnated as an object, just like, I want to be with the sluggiest woman? Uh, I have not actually read really that many others, like, reincarnated as a random object ones. Like, um, let's see, I've read, and I still need to review some of that one where the guy gets reincarnated as a polar bear, and that one, I think, was trying to go more for the wholesome family vibes, but we will see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I've read, like, reincarnated as a slime, and he definitely has a thing for elves, remember? Yep, and he yeah, is also, like, also all, uh, Unger, the Unger boob, too. Yep. Yeah, and I'm like, why is no one else talking about this? <laughs> like, is no one else thinking about this? Like, are we all just taking in these cuteness? Because I know slimes are, like, one of the it things in manga uh-huh. right now, but... Which I don't get, but whatever. I don't either. It just means I make jokes every time a slime shows up in something I'm reviewing. I'm like, look, guys! <laughs> it, 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 it's got that hot new trendy thing in here. Slime! Mm-hmm. Mm. This illustrator apparently has uh, been around the block. They also illustrated Mushi Uta, Ore Shura, and Unbreakable Machine Doll. Those million names. I think I tried out an episode of the Mushi Uta anime and was bored. Yeah. Or maybe I watched the whole ass thing and I'm forgetting. Uh, I'm gonna have to look this up after the podcast. I also don't know. Yeah, I also don't know if their pen name is Leo or Lo. Is it like capital L, lowercase L, O? I don't know either. It is not the weirdest pen name I've seen in the past couple of days, like I said, but that is <laughs> definitely confusing in English. Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw one earlier today that was like broccoli lion, and I was like, all right, still not the weirdest. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing from going to top North Carolina word. <laughs> sure. Maybe they're fans of Kenny Omega. Someone's gonna uh, understand the, that the joke. The fan theory is that they are fans of like Cancoli or Azure Lane or whichever oh. one is about the ships. Yeah, that could be. But yeah, do we have any other um substantial thoughts about this manga at this point, or are we just going to be <laughs> dunking on Isekai? Because I am all for that as well, but I don't know what our listeners came here for. Mm, I'd be willing to watch an episode of the anime and then come back and mention it on one of the one of the episodes just to, just to see mm-hmm. what I thought. I'll, I'll, I'll look at a couple and see. Oh, we yeah. can do that for our end of year episode when we're already talking about like favorite manga of the year and also how did some of these things pan out if we kept reading or watching them. Yeah, I would definitely revisit it. I don't know that I'll pick up another volume, but I'll check out the anime. So I guess I guess it was, um for me, it was good enough promo for that. I'll at least watch an episode or two, or two of that. But yeah, mm-hmm. it was the uh, the cat facing west one for me this week. Anything else from you? Nope. No, I'm, I'm good. All right. We will close this out then. Keep this relatively short. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can keep listening to it wherever the heck you found this the first time. Since clearly you have found a mansion somewhere. <laughs> but if you're looking for other places to find it, we are on most, if not all, of the major podcasting services. Like uh, whatever Apple is calling their podcast now, Google Play, we're on Spotify. Obviously, you can go straight to our website and just download or listen there. And that we are located on the Taiku Podcast website, which is T-A-I-I-K-U. Um, you will just find us on another tab over there. Don't worry. It's easy to find. You won't get lost. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow the account specifically for this show, at Mong In Your Ears. 
And you can also find all of us individually on Twitter. I'm at Wandering Dreamer, and you can also find the other site which I co-host the podcast for and write reviews at the OSG. There will be a review of the Cat Faces West soon, but we're trying to prioritize everything that's got like anime coming out in a couple of weeks. That one's going to be soon, but not like soon. Corey, April, one of you. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Mondrian, where uh, not necessarily on Twitter at where I try not to laugh throughout the entire podcast, but you can find me there. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Passionate K, and I was going to uh, end this episode here by saying we have um, just three more episodes for the rest of the year. Uh, we're slowing down our releases due to. Um, our own schedules and also expect to be several holidays so we don't want to conflict with that so um regular three weeks from three weeks in one day because today's tuesday from now for the next episode and then one at the beginning of november uh old manga new manga for both of those and then one at the beginning of december wrapping up our favorite manga of 2022 uh and then next it until january and then we'll be back to regular schedules hopefully maybe i don't know what's their lit of favorite manga they've read this year you can totally just send it to us on twitter and we could read it out during our show because that's what taiku podcast does at the end of the year so we could just do the same thing mm-hmm. i'll tweet it out before before the beginning of the episode yeah because we want to know what is everyone else reading because there is so much goddamn manga out there <laughs> yes there is for sure all right until next time bye everybody bye.